0: Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK. So, in today's episode, I want to provide you with some awesome information about the benefits of a business plan specifically for a therapy private practice. And so I know that in previous episodes, I've given a lot of feedback regarding branding, um, starting and launching a private practice, growing a practice. Um, But today I want to talk about specifically a business plan because I have found that more and more clinicians that I speak with, they either don't have a business plan, they may have been given a business plan and they haven't completed it and or it's outdated and they're not implementing what's on the plan or not revising it. So I want to address the three things you need in your therapy private practice business plan. Now, of course, in the business plans that I provide for my clients, they either get, depending on their program, a one, three, five, or 10-year business plan, and it includes, of course, way more than three areas, but I at least want to share these with you on the podcast episode just so that you can see how important it is to either revisit the previous business plan you already have and or complete one okay so let's dive in so number one you want to make sure that you understand and clarify your entity type so entity type could be you're a sole proprietor for your private practice you can have an llc depending on your state you can have a s corp a c corp um, or other ones depending on where you're located so the reason why you want to know your entity type prior to starting to look at your branding and marketing techniques and such is that this determines your entity type determines your taxes your tax structure it also determines your ability to expand so for example Being a sole prop, I actually cannot hire interns under sole prop because I need to W2 them, which means that I need to set up payroll. And I'd prefer to set up payroll with a corporation due to tax structure. Okay, so entity type um, includes your tax structure, your expansion abilities. It also determines if you have to go on payroll or not. As a sole proprietor, I don't have to go on payroll, but through my corporation, I actually do have to have a payroll, even if it's just for... For me and it will also just help your state identify who you are and what you do okay so you want to understand your entity type if you are not sure about what type of entity type you should have and or can have based off your state laws then you definitely want to sit down I would say with a CPA I'm not a general tax person but unless they're super good but I usually have found more detailed information when I sat down with a CPA um, and mine is also a lawyer because they're able to give me more in-depth information okay so that's number one. Number two, in a therapy practice business plan, you want to be very clear on who you serve, who you serve. So that's your client avatar. So the reason why this area is super duper important is that who you serve dictates um, how you attract your ideal clients. Okay. So you have to know who your ideal client is uh where do they live what's their age range or what is their specific age if it's for therapy of course do you prefer certain diagnostic criterias um or you want to stay away from some you know because that will tell you who you should be accepting as new clients as well so who you serve again is the goal is to attract your ideal clients also who do you serve includes um making sure that you have certain things in place before you start offering services. And so if I serve adolescents, I have to make sure that I have the proper documentation for parents, for guardians. If I work with parents who are in the DCFS system, I have to make sure that I have specific paperwork ready in my system that should be written out of my business plan before I start offering services. And I can't do that unless I know who I'm serving. Okay. And then the third subcategory under who do you serve is that this um, section also dictates, Um, how you speak to your clients online through social media and or other online platforms, including your website. So what I find is that a lot of clinicians, they will jump up because they're super excited to, you know, have a website, create a psychology today, create a a business page on social media like Instagram but then they get overwhelmed with they don't know what to put on these platforms and my question always first is well who do you serve oh I serve this person this person this person and this person okay but who's your ideal client like if you could actually create your ideal private practice because maybe you're in the beginning stages so you just hopped up and opened a practice who do you want to serve if that's all you did all day and all of a sudden it's like a big question mark it's a pause on the phone line or on Zoom on a consultation call for coaching services and so you want to get very clear on who you want to serve and granted this can change every season of your business because mine has okay but you have to know in this season for growing your business who do you serve So that's number two. Number three is that you want to identify in your business plan the services that you want to offer even if they're going to be in the future. And the reason why I say services is because even though I am a real big component for narrowing down, mastering one area of your business, and then adding another, and then adding another so that you won't get overwhelmed, I do also believe in a vision. And a vision is in terms of your private practice, is who do you want to be serving in five years? What type of services do you want to offer? So, some examples of services would be maybe different types of treatment. Maybe currently you only want to do individual counseling, but then you also want to grow into having family counseling or couples counseling. Um, you also want to think about: Do you want to offer services in the office, online through telehealth or teletherapy, and/or do you want to go into the community to schools? Um, community agencies. Do you want to conduct trainings as it relates to maybe your specialty in your private practice? Do you want to provide supervision to unlicensed clinicians or trainees in your private practice? And a whole lot more. But the reason why services, again, are very important to your business plan is that it also dictates how much you can charge. And also for therapy, it dictates the length of treatment. So for example, someone may come in for individual therapy and based off their presenting problem, they may only need three months, maybe four weeks, depending on the severity or mildness of the problem. However, if I have a whole family, that presenting problem may determine that they all need individual therapy. I'm going to continue to do family therapy and refer them out for individual therapy, but it may prolong the process because maybe they need to clear out their individual baggage before um even resuming family therapy so it may prolong their services and family therapy prices may of course vary from individual therapy practice prices, right? So my warning to you though, is don't try to do all these areas at once. Just because you have ideas for them doesn't mean that you have to implement them right now. So what I would encourage you to do and something that I share with my coaching clients all the time is to master a section of your business or population that you want to work with and then expand. So if your specialty population is working with Women, career women who suffer from anxiety, let's just say, different types of anxiety. What skill set do you need to learn to make sure that you are also treating them adequately and up to ethical standards with the new strategies and interventions? When was the last time you took a CE course in anxiety? When was the last time that you went to any trainings or certification programs for anxiety? Don't just start getting clients and say, boom, I got five clients in anxiety. Now it's time for me to move on and have a group. Like, no. Let's make sure that you are happy with the clients that you have and that they are also seeing progress in their treatments, okay? Um another tip that I have is don't see everybody. Don't say I serve everybody because technically when you want to serve everybody, you're actually serving no one, okay? And remember, I'm all about vision. So you can vision board all these items out. You can put them on your vision board. You don't have to put a timeline on your vision board. You can just say this is my business vision board. These are all the services that I want to be known for. Maybe it's your branding vision board. But then as you look at that vision board, I want you to select your most favorite thing whether it's training providing therapy okay well what type of modality of treatment who do you want to work with I want you to select your most favorite thing off that vision board so I'll give you an example let's just say if I'm looking at my vision board and I declare I want to work with individuals then I declare that I want to work with adolescent individual clients because I also can still work with adults but it's through collateral work with their parents so I'm still getting the best of both worlds right then because I'm working with teenagers and I have to meet with their parents from time to time I have to determine my price point I may have various price points for private pay clients for adolescent kids because adolescent and kids are able to talk versus a five-year-old. For a 45-minute session, I can actually squeeze in a collateral at the end because maybe if I'm doing play therapy, that's only gonna last up to 30 minutes anyway. But if I wanna talk to their parents, usually at the end of the session, Um, then I can squeeze that in. For adolescent clients, I've had teenage clients that tell me they don't want their parent taking up their time. It's their therapy. If their parent wants therapy, they need to find their own damn therapist. And I'm like, wow. But they want all their time and I respect that. And so does the parent. I haven't had any parent that fights back. And so from time to time, if it's like once a month, every other month, I'll do either an email collateral or a phone collateral on a different day that I don't see the client. If I don't have clients back to back, that's when I'll talk to that parent afterward, but I'll let them know how much time I have, meaning I only, you know, want five minutes of your time. I want to give you an update. Now, if the client hits me up and says, hey, I just want to give you an update about all this stuff that's been happening. Do you have about 30 minutes? Then at that time, I may say, okay, this is outside of the therapy session. And so this may be this amount of money. It won't be of a whole session, but it may be a fraction of the cost of a session. Does that make sense? So the price point would be determined based off of who you serve and what type of services you're providing them. Also, it helps you define what your services are supposed to look like, which is what I just defined, which is like what a collateral looks like with a younger kid versus um, an older kid. And then also focusing on one area helps you hyper-focus, which means that you can focus on the outcome for the client's success in therapy. Most of the time when we're worried about getting our client caseload numbers up we're just worried about getting clients in our door. But I'll relate this to healthy relationships aka marriage or I'm gonna say premarital counseling. I often tell people who call me for premarital coaching and then when I tell them the cost per session all of a sudden they don't want it anymore but you've spent all this time and all this money on getting married but you don't want to make the same investment to help your marriage last. So the same thing with your business, why are you spending all of these efforts, like time, To just open up your doors, but you're not spending as much effort and time with your business staying open. That doesn't make sense to me. And that's why a business plan is vitally important for a therapy private practice business. So if this information has been very helpful for you, I would encourage you to go down to my show notes and take my private practice quiz because it's going to ask you questions about your structure and certain things that should be in a business plan. If you say, you know what, I got a business plan already. My business is popping. Okay, well then take the quiz. It's free. The link is in the show notes. It will also help you classify how really, truly ready you are to take your business to the next level and or what things need to be in place in order for you to have the beginning stages of your business go very smoothly. So take the quiz. Okay, Be very transparent. And have fun with the answers. Um, if you're not already doing so, make sure you head over to Instagram and follow me there because I often post information that I don't talk about on my podcast or that I don't do um, on YouTube. And if you want to take this a step further, because I really want to engage with um, people that I can't see because it's on the podcast. I can't even see who's listening unless you leave a um, You know, you rate me, which I highly encourage you to do because I love feedback and let me know what was your biggest takeaway. Give me, um, you know, the stars and the feedback on iTunes. But if you want to go a step further, then snapshot this episode on your phone and post it on Instagram. Tag me. Or if you don't want to do that, go on one of my posts and let me know that you listen to this particular podcast episode or just give me the number of the podcast episode and let me know your biggest takeaway because I want to engage with you I want to see what you learned about it and what you're going to do about it how you're going to take massive um action so um that wraps up this episode just in summary let me wrap up the five steps to make I'm sorry That was a whole nother episode blooper (laughs) caught live. But let me go over the three things you need in a therapy practice um, for a a great business plan. So one, you need to be very clear in your entity type. Um, Number two, you need to be clear on who you serve. And then number three, you want to be clear on what services you not only want to offer right now, but also in the future so that you can structure your business appropriately. So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Make sure that you go check out my other podcast episodes that have um, a a specific focus on building a profitable and prosperous private practice until the next podcast episode. I will see you later and have a blessed day. Love you. Bye.